0: to another episode of the Two Woke Girls podcast. My name is Lauren. And I'm Kayla. And how are you doing today, Kayle? I'm doing well. I'm feeling optimistic today. Feeling optimistic? It's a beautiful day in paradise. It is. It's nice and sunny out. We just had some snow yesterday, yeah. so feeling feeling cozy. We're both just sitting on the couch, feeling chillaxing. chillaxing. So today's topic is going to be about spirituality, past lives, psychics, all that kind of good stuff. But before we get into this week's topic, we want to talk about what our favorite product is this week and then also a lesson or reflection that we had this week. So, Kale, do you want to go in and tell us what your favorite product was this week? My favorite product this week has been
1: my SodaStream. Ooh. I absolutely love, like, just carbonated water, like, just plain carbonated water. Right. So I would always buy, like, cans of LaCroix or Perrier, but obviously that's so wasteful. So I've been using my SodaStream, like, every day, and I'm just absolutely obsessed.
0: Did you recently
1: get this? Yeah, I got it, like, a, a month ago, I okay. guess. Yeah, and it's just been... She's been really there for me. I'm really loving it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like a one liter bottle. So it doesn't need to be like plugged in or anything. Link for that in the description as well. It doesn't need to be plugged in. It's literally just like, uh, what is that like CO2, I guess? Yeah. That makes things carbonated. So you just like screw that in and then it's a one liter bottle. So it's really big. And then you just like press a button and then you're on your way. So I bring it to work with me every day and I just
0: like drink carbonated water. Oh my god! It's really nice. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, That's I enjoy good it. On the go product, really good. What's your favorite product this week? My favorite product is not really as exciting as yours. <laughs> I feel my favorite product is just my. So I got this around Black Friday. So it's I've had it for like a little bit, but. It is just, like, an oversized sweater from H&M, and I got it in a pink color, so I wear a lot of black. Oh, I know the one. As, yeah, what sweater I'm talking about, I'm wearing all black right now. That's basically all I wear, so it's nice to just, you know, mix in a nice color once in a while, especially pink, make me look a little girly. It's just super nice. I got it in a small, but it does, like, go past, like, Well, I'm pretty short, but it does go past like my butt. And then also it has like um, a turtleneck type collar. So yeah, I've been really loving that. I would wear it every day if I could, but I don't want people to yell at me and be like, Lizzie McGuire, you are an (laughs) outfit repeater, you know? So so, yeah, that's my favorite product of the week. And we'll also link that in the description as well. And then also, what was your lesson or reflection of the week, Kale? My lesson this week has been cherishing small moments. Oh, so tender. Yeah.
1: So just kind of, I mean, I guess that's kind of just, what's that called? When you're like, present. Yeah. Yeah. Just practicing presence. It's been, like, I guess that's basically what it is. But yeah, just like if I'm taking a shower or if I'm like spending time with a loved one and just kind of like being in the moment.
0: Enjoying that. Cherishing it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's one of my... My favorite things is just to remember presents. Mm -hmm. My, I guess it was like a reflection I had this week. And the reason why it really came up was because Kayla and I have been recording this podcast, as you can hear. (laughs) And when I had the timer on... Oh my god. On my (laughs) computer, I had it on... I thought it was on seconds. So I thought every time we recorded, it was, like, in seconds. And then I would take the amount of seconds. So it would say 1,600 seconds. So I'd convert that to minutes. And I think that's, like, around 30 minutes or so. And then when I was editing one of the podcasts, I changed the setting on the timer, and it said that it was twice as long as I thought it was. (laughs) So, Kayla and I thought we were recording, like, 30-minute episodes, but they were actually an hour at least, the long. whole
1: time that we were record, because we've recorded, how many, four or five episodes? Yeah. And the whole time that we were recording, we'd be talking and talking and talking, and then Lauren would be like, okay, well, that's only 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this only 30 minutes? I feel like we've been talking for so, it literally did not occur to either of us yeah. that we weren't calculating the time right. No. I'm just like, oh, like, it feels like so long, but maybe because we just don't talk this much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we
0: do, <laughs> like, I feel like we do in, like, when you and I are just hanging out, not we're not, like, timing it. it. Yeah, but we're not timing it, <laughs> so we don't think about... So, my reflection of the week, essentially, is that time doesn't really exist. Because how, on God's green earth, are we thinking that something is 30 minutes when it's actually been an, an hour. hour, at least? Yeah, that's so funny. I just... I also just think that time, like, doesn't... is such a weird concept, and it's kind of, like, a social construct in some ways but also you know when people are like always saying oh today flew by and like everyone will think that like today went by so fast or this week went by so fast and then everyone's like yeah i really felt that way too that's so weird that we all feel that way Mm -hmm. and then also i thought about like when it comes to like long weekends or something like certain days how it feels it really feels like a a thursday today or if it's a long weekend it feels like a Sunday when it's, like, a Monday yeah. just because you didn't go to work. I don't know. Time is just odd. Trippy, it's trippy. And then also, <laughs> as I, every time I get old, every time I get older, as I get older, I keep thinking, like, how t- fast time goes and why. I don't like it. You're freaking me out. Bro. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. We'll get off that topic, but... <laughs> That was my reflection of the week. It wasn't, like, a lesson Time doesn't exist. <laughs> I guess that's the lesson this week is that time doesn't exist. But I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, time's kind of, like, a social construct. Like, we all agree, like, that it's right now, whatever time, it, it's one thirty four right now. So we all agree, like, that it's one thirty four Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. But, like, who decided this, huh? The Mayans, I think. Yeah, but still, like, I just, it's a social construct or, like, you have to be here at 4.30, like, I don't know, or like that dinner time is like, you know, a certain time during the day.
1: If I won't eat Thai food at 10 a.m., I'll eat Thai food at 10 a.m., Goddamn.
0: Yeah, god. So <laughs> that was what I was thinking about this week was just time is a social construct, okay? Wild. Think about that a little longer, people that are listening. (laughs) Take a minute to let it marinate. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that wraps up what we wanted to intro this podcast with. So I think we can get on into the episode about spirituality. So just to preface this episode, we thought we would give
1: like a little backstory of our spiritual journeys. So for me personally, I grew up pretty, like, aware of a lot of spirituality, I guess. I was raised in, like, a pretty open household to that kind of thing. My Opa and Oma, who I'm, was always really close with, were pretty, like, hippy-dippy. So, I grew up with a lot of, like, natural wellness kind of stuff around me. They were always super into, like, all that kind of thing so like tai chi energy work like uh my opa did iridology which is like the study of your irises for like health and stuff wow. so it'll show yeah he they both they moved here from holland like they were immigrants and they started their own like health food store in Port quitlam which is outside of vancouver in the 70s so they did like iridology out of there they sold Like homeopathic medicine and like organic fruits and vegetables and like soy, like dairy alternatives, like all that kind of stuff. And they were both vegetarian as well. So just they were kind of like ahead of the, ahead of the times on that kind of thing. And they always used like crystals, they did Reiki, they had salt lamps, like all that kind of stuff. So this is a lot of the things that's kind of I guess like new age in our generation that's super super common. And that's kind of what I grew up around. And we didn't I didn't really grow up in like a religious household at all. My mom didn't really talk to us. My mom is a little bit religious, like she does believe in God. She is like Christian, I guess. But she never really like raised us a certain way. She didn't really talk to us about religion she kind of just let us like figure out on our own or like decide to believe what we decided to believe and actually only as we're talking about this I'm thinking back and I do remember there's a story that my Oma has told like you know how there's always those stories from your childhood where like at family gatherings they'll be like oh yeah like when Lauren was little she said this
0: like that kind of thing yeah and you hear them like a million times a million times it's so annoying
1: yeah so one of those stories is when i was little i was with my opa and oma and i said to my oma i was like oma when are you going to die and she i know (laughs) sounds so savage and she was like well hopefully not for a very long time and i was like or i said oma when when do you die or something and then she's like oh hopefully not for a very long time and i'm like no i mean before like when when do you die like before you were born and she was like, what do you mean? And this is when I was really little and like on like seriously, like nobody talked to me about this before. I was like, no, like when did you die before you were born? And then she was like, oh, well, what do you mean? And I'm like like you died and then you were born and then you die again. And then she was like, oh, like I don't know like what you're talking about. And it just kind of like ended there. So I think that when I was a kid, I always kind of like believed in reincarnation and everything. Mm-hmm. I never had a there's was never a reason for me to not believe in it, and that's just kind of, like, what I've always thought happens. Like, that's just been in my head since I was little. Right. So I didn't really have, like, an awakening or anything like that, so my journey isn't very dramatic or drastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just kind of always believed that. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of my story, I guess. Yeah. I just was kind of brought into this life already believing that in is. most of the spirituality kind of things, and, like, I've always thought, too, when it comes to, like, I guess, like, mediumship and that kind of thing. Like, I, w- I guess I was kind of taught... Like, my Oma would always say that energy is all around us and, like, energy is everything. So, like, when I'm when you're speaking to someone, like, your whole body is made up of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, your whole body is made up of atoms, which is literally just energy. And when you're talking to someone, you're putting out a certain energy. You're receiving energy from everything around you. So I guess, like, yeah, I was kind of taught that a little bit, but yeah. that's just kind of always been my life i guess
0: yeah that's that's interesting i guess i have kind of had a different upbringing okay mm-hmm. and i have had yeah a fairly different upbringing like yeah we were just like raised a little bit like differently in yeah. that way so i grew up not really aware of that at all my parents my dad was raised catholic and he was uh like we never really went to church like once in a while And my parents do believe, like, in God and that kind of thing. And so I was kind of, I kind of grew up and I didn't know what to believe, I guess. So I've, yeah, I've never really been super religious, but I've always been open-minded to things. Mm -hmm. So I think my first real instance with any kind of spirituality was when I was 14. My mom and I were in Vancouver and we pass by like a psychic's, like a psychic store, a psychic store, <laughs> like a, no, I know what uh, you like mean, a, you drive
1: by and they have like a thing in the window that says yeah, like psychic, yeah. yeah,
0: so, so my mom was like, oh, like I've gotten a few of these done in my life before, like we should go in there, and I'll talk more about that when we're talking about psychics later, but, so that was kind of my first real introduction into like the spiritual realm, like mm. clairvoyance, all that kind of stuff, and then, I think just over time I learned little bits like I got a few crystals over time and like I I learned about like the law of attraction and like manifestation and that kind of thing. And then I guess like probably within the last couple years more so than anything, I there's there was like a few like influencer YouTubers. They influenced me <laughs> to, they were talking about like their spiritual journeys and their spiritual practices and I just got really interested in it. And so I did like research and I went and got Reiki's done. I went and saw other psychics last year, I think it was, or maybe the year before. I went and got a past life regression. So I am super interested in all that stuff. I haven't gone to a medium, but I do really want to. And then also as like a good reference point, I started reading this book. I think I got it in 2018 because it was like recommended by like an influencer. And it's called The Soul Searcher's Handbook, A Modern Girl's Guide to a New Age World. And it's a pretty, like, good starting level in terms of, like, learning about spirituality. And in the book, she has chapters on, like, chakras, crystals, past lives, meditation, astrology, universal laws, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a pretty good, like, starting point if, like, anyone's ever interested in, like, learning about, like, kind of the basics of a few different areas of spirituality because there's so many like different areas of it and I think with like a spiritual journey it's like kind of like a lifelong thing you're never like okay like I've hit capacity like (laughs) there's always new things to learn always new things to experience so that's something that I always find super fascinating about it is like you're never like gonna be at max capacity I guess on what you can absorb about it so I guess that's kind of like my spiritual journey it's definitely something that has in probably in the last year taken maybe more of a backseat. I guess like I just haven't been as interested in like researching it or reading books or like you've been really practicing busy, though, it too. Yeah, yeah and I, I do, and I, do yeah. practice it so I do but I definitely that's something that I want to like Work on more is just like working on, like, my yeah, just my spirituality and you know, doing more meditation, working on my intuition, and all that kind of stuff. So, that is my kind of spiritual journey. I will say, too,
1: like, when you're talking about, like, oh, my first introduction to it and mm-hmm. stuff, because I, when I'm explaining it from my side, I'm like, oh, well, like, I guess I didn't really have that. But when you say that and I think about it, it's so interesting too because the way that you... When you're a kid, it's like monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Like the way that you are taught to kind of handle things because I'm just thinking back. For example, for me, if I was sick, I remember my opa, he used to have this crystal. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind it was. I don't know if that's relevant. But I'm sure a lot of people would know what this is. I don't really remember. But it's basically like you have a crystal, and it's on, like, a chain.
0: Oh, a pendulum? Yeah, Yeah. a pendulum. Yeah.
1: And it was only when I was sick, but I think people use it, too, to, like, maybe get insight, like, make Mm -hmm. decisions. And I just remember, this is, like, a pretty strong memory. I remember being sick and laying on my uh, Opa and Oma's couch, and my Opa would have the pendulum, and he would have it, like, above my head. Yeah. And then if it swings one way... Yeah. That means like, I think you would ask a question. Yeah. And then if it swings one way, that would mean, like, yes or no. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, like, yeah, with that kind of stuff, or if I was sick, I would always take, like, homeopathic medicine, or I would take, like, vitamins, or... So, yeah, it is definitely learned for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you kind of were brought up in, like, raised in a way that... Exactly. So, that would be kind of
1: my first instinct is, like, oh, if you're sick, you use of crystal. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, if I was sick, it would be like, okay, have some Advil or whatever. And that's, like, yeah, that's just, like, how I was raised. So, we were raised, like, differently in that way. There wasn't, like, a lot of, like, natural medicine that we partook in. To get into, like, past lives, I guess, which is, like, kind of something, like, probably one of the more recent, not practices, but more recent things that we've been, like, getting into, I guess, Mm -hmm. that we've been, like, talking about and doing. When we, we were in high school, and there was a few people in high school who were doing their own past life regression, so, like, a self-guided past life regression.
1: Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, I remember a few people in high school, it became kind of a thing because I remember in my memory, one guy specifically who did it, probably, who did it at home. Yeah. And he, then he, and he was like a, a more popular guy, I think, and he did it at home and then he was like telling people about it. Yeah. So I remember he was telling people about it and then it became kind of a thing. So yeah. a lot of people were trying to do like past life regressions at home at that time. So I think both, both of us did. Yeah. Both of us tried it at home, separately. Yeah. So we both had our experiences with that.
0: Yeah. So basically, like, what you're supposed to do is lie in a dark room. I actually did it with one of my other friends, and you're basically, so we, like, went into, like, my basement, and you're just basically supposed to lay on the couch, and you're supposed to picture, like, yourself in a hallway. Am I right? Yeah, so it's supposed
1: to be, like, a really detailed hallway, and I just remember them saying, As I was reading about it, and you just are supposed to, you, like, you think about what do the walls look like? Yeah. What kind of flooring is it? And you're walking down the hallway, and what do your feet sound like on the floor? Are you wearing shoes? Like, you try to really
0: imagine every single
1: detail. You have to be
0: so specific, and that's to kind of get you into, like, a meditative state. Like, state, like a trance almost. Mm Mm-hmm and then you're supposed to picture, like, the door at the end of the hallway, like, every every little detail that you can imagine you're supposed to
1: Of the door, picture. yeah. The door, I remember being, like, a huge... I remember very specifically what the door looked like when I did this. Really? I don't yeah. remember
0: like, the details of the I, room.
1: Okay, I'll tell that part. Lauren will get a little as we're going through this episode, Lauren will get a little more into her experiences with past life regression and psychics and everything. I'm not gonna share too much detail about mine. I'm just like, a little private about it. I'll explain a little more about that but I will say when I did the past life regression when we were teenagers I remember the hallway so specifically and the door really specifically so it was a marble floor and I remember like the sound of my shoes on the floor and I remember the walls were like a dark wood and it was a narrow hallway and at the end of the hall the door was, like, gold, mm-hmm. and it was engraved, and it had what looked like vines yeah, engraved into the door, right. in the gold door, and it was, like, vines crawling all up it, and it had a rose as a handle, like, a red rose was the handle of the door. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was kind of yeah. like Beauty and the Beast style, now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, that does sound like it. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah and then you're supposed to imagine... You're walking down the hallway, and then obviously, yeah, all the sounds, everything you see, the detail of the door, and then you reach out and grab the handle of the door and open it, and when you open the door, you're basically stepping into your past life. Yeah. So then once you open the door and you step in, you look down and you'll see, and this did work for me, it, I think it worked for both, it yeah. did work for both yeah. of us. Um, so you look down and you see, like, your feet and what you're wearing, and then you'll look up and you'll, you'll see what's around you, you see, like, your hands, the color of your skin, and you kind of just know whether you're, like, male or female. Yeah. And then some people will know, like, what their name is or Mm -hmm. what time of, usually, I think most people know, I knew what place I was in, I knew approximately, I didn't know the year, actually, this time. Yeah. The first time I did it, I didn't. I knew where I was, I knew that I was female. And then, yeah, usually when you're doing a past life regression, I think you're usually brought back to a really pivotal time in your life. Yeah, typically. So, for me, when I did mine, it was, like, a pretty, and I think this happens a lot, it was, like, a pretty scarring time in my life. Yeah. I think it was probably, because a lot of the time, the moments in your life that are really pivotal or, like really awful (laughs) sometimes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so mine was really, yeah, really scary, kind
0: of. Yeah, I do agree with that. We'll get into, like, who we went to to get, like, a guided one from, like, a professional, but I remember her saying to me that your subconscious shows you the one that you're supposed, like, shows you the life that you're supposed to see, For certain lessons that you're supposed to learn. I'm not entirely sure what kind of lesson, like, your first past life regression necessarily taught you. Do you feel like there was a lesson?
1: Yeah, I'll say that as well because I just don't want to, like, go through it, um, like, motion by motion and, like, re... Refeel feel it basically yeah. but yeah I will say so ba- basically what happened in that per- first past life regression I was a young woman and my I had two younger brothers who I basically cared for and in a tragic disaster both of them died and I wasn't at the house when it happened I was away I was out of town and I had to like try to rush back and then it was too late So I feel comfortable sharing that. And I think that basically the lesson that that taught me, it just, it was more of a reflection, I guess. And it kind of helped me understand why I feel the way I feel. Why I like deal with the things I deal with. Because for me, since I was a kid, Lauren knows this, but since I was like a little kid, I never, I feel like I never really felt like a kid. Like I always felt like I had certain responsibilities. I always felt like an adult in some way. So it's always been hard for me to let go of responsibility because I'm scared something bad's going to happen if I do. So I think that for me, seeing that experience where... Because it wasn't... I wasn't out of... In that past life regression, I wasn't out of town, out of necessity. I was out for, like, enjoyment, basically. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's... that kind of, for me, meant okay, maybe that's why it's so hard for me to let go of that responsibility because I did that once. I let go of responsibility for my own enjoyment and for myself and something awful happened. Yeah. So that can kind of instill, oh, what's that called? It's not in in reference to past life regressions, but... Generational, like... Throughout generational trauma, that's kind of what I relate it to because that means more like if your grandparents went through something awful, it kind of is passed down. And I feel like a similar thing happens with past lives where you went through something awful and you kind of work that into your natural instincts. Yeah. So your natural instinct would say, you know, I did this, this horrible thing happened. You instinctually adapt to that situation. And then that kind of is hard to work through as you're reincarnated, I think. Right. So seeing that happen and then that being kind of an explanation for me saying right now in this life, it doesn't make sense for me to constantly feel responsible for others or constantly feel responsible for every situation when I need to take time for myself as well. Yeah. And not feel responsible for what everyone else is doing. Right. It doesn't make sense now. That's not serving me now just because something happened then. Right. So I think that was the main lesson for me because I also, we also did that past life regression when we were pretty young. I think I was like 16. Yeah. So I hadn't really done a lot of work on myself at that time. There was a lot that I was still working through. So I think for me just that simple reflection was like a big step yeah yeah
0: yeah so it does teach you things and I'm glad that you like found a like a lesson out of that or like a reason why you saw that one because I'll just quickly like briefly talk about my first past life regression the one that I did on my own I opened the door and I was taken back to I don't again also don't know what year it was but it was like more medieval times hmm like, there was horses, and what I was wearing was just, like, you could tell what like era it, era it was. And I was with my brother. I don't remember... I don't... It's pretty fuzzy, my memory on it, because it, again, like we said, it I was, like, quite a it, long so, time yeah. ago. And I just remember being... We were, like, playing in the forest or something, and someone... My brother started getting attacked. Someone came out of nowhere and started attacking my brother. And you were on horses, brother. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I had to go back to like where my parents were and like go and get them. And then I, that's when I kind of came out of the trance. So mine was like pretty fast. Like I, I don't remember. Was yours pretty quick?
1: In real life, yeah. it was pretty quick. Yeah. It was probably like one minute. Yeah. But the story felt long. Oh, if okay. I was to go through the whole story it would take me a couple minutes yeah. to tell.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's why time doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> so, that was, like, my first real past-life regression. And then, maybe, yeah, like, two years ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called The Balanced Blonde Podcast with Jordan Younger. And she was talking about how she had read this book. It's called The Boy Who Knew Too Much. And she was talking about how... Or she actually had the past life regressionist. So this book, basically, is a memoir about this little boy who... And I mean, take everything we say with a grain of salt. I personally believe this kind of stuff because Mm -hmm. I've experienced it. If you read this book, it's pretty hard not to believe. So anyways, Kathy Bird is the author and the woman in this book. And she has this son, and when he was it's usually before the age of five kids start talking about their Mm -hmm. past life and he would say things he had this obsession with baseball I'll give like the Coles notes of this book he had this obsession with baseball and she had no idea why like no one in their family ever like really played baseball and he was like in my past life like I was a tall man and he would just like kept saying all these things that didn't add up like how could this little boy possibly know these things and keep in mind this woman is christian and typically in christian religion they don't believe in reincarnation so this was totally against her religious beliefs so she had a really hard time believing it but she started going to see this she was telling someone i think and then they referred her to this past life regressionist and basically, when she went to this past life regressionist, she found out that her son used to be Lou Gehrig, who was a Major League Baseball player.
1: And they found that through, like, I from what I remember, yeah. he had a lot of, like, evidence, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't just say, like, oh, I was a tall man and I played baseball, he, like... Didn't he say, like, names of his teammates or, yeah. like, where he played? Yeah. And, like, he remembered specific things about Luke Gehrig's life. Yeah.
0: And there's no... With no...
1: He's a small child who can't read. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So there's... he couldn't
1: have found that information on his own.
0: Yeah. So there was no indication on how he could have found that. Yeah. And that's the only explanation. So she... This woman, Kathy, went to, like, the past life regressionist a few times the, there's just a lot of things in the book. I highly, highly recommend this book. It is really a really good read. I couldn't put it down, but there was just so many things that had to have lined up for this to make sense. She contacted some of Lou Gehrig's old family and friends, and just some of the things that she would see in her past life regressions would 100% match up with when she contacted Lou Gehrig's family and friends. So, mm-hmm. It's so after I read that book, I was like, because I had already done a self guided past life regression years prior, I was like, I want to go see like a professional. So I did some research and I found this woman who lives just like probably like an hour from where I live and her name's Selena. I'll leave her information in the description. She's great. We love She's her. She's great. She books like six months in advance because she is amazing and does so much. So I went and saw her about like a year and a half ago and then I've since like referred Kayla and my mom to go see her as well and some other people but they just haven't gone yet. So I'll just like kind of quickly go through like what Selena does in her past life regression to put you into like that meditative trance state I guess. So she basically starts by doing like present day so you I believe it was present day yeah so she starts by she'll prompt you with questions and so she'll be like what's something recent that happened and then you'll talk about it and then she's like okay let's go back to when Lauren was a teenager so I have a very specific memory of when I was a teenager I was about 14 or 15 I was at this party and it's crazy in your past life regression you can remember exactly how you were feeling so my heart started pounding when I was in this situation and I remember like I had anxiety at that at this party but my heart was pounding my eyes were fluttering and then she was like okay let's go back to childhood so I was three four five years old and I was I could I looked down and I could see exactly what I was wearing I was in Nova Scotia I was with my family I was just in in the car with my parents. And then it takes you back to the day you were born. And I was in my dad's arms and I could just, I could feel how my dad was feeling. Like, I I knew how my dad was feeling. And he was, like, just so happy and excited and when i told my mom this i explained it to her and she's like yeah like that's what like was going on like my dad holding me like she
1: remembers the time yeah she remembers
0: yeah and then you go back to like the womb and where you feel like safe and secure and like you can feel like how your mom is feeling like that she's like so excited and happy and ready to have have the baby And then it brings you back to an in-between space, so the in-between your current life and your past life, and it's pretty much just, I just remember it being, like, a pretty, like, blank-looking place.
1: I don't even remember that part of it, to be honest
0: or maybe that was space. at the end. I think she did that at the end actually oh, like at the end, after do you your that? your death in your last life, then there was then there's like, like the, the blank space. Yes, okay. I remember that. So yeah, actually you're in the womb and then she says, "Okay, let's go to your first memory." And she's like, "Look down. What are you wearing?" And she, yeah, so she prompts of you with past questions. You have yeah, your past life, yeah. so she prompts you with questions. Which is really helpful, and that's why, like, going to a guided one, I highly recommend going to a guided one because Mm -hmm. it's really... It's harder to, like, have someone prompt you with questions and, like, they guide you through doing it, like, properly and everything. And it
1: also is a little bit just safer emotionally, I think. Because I was afraid of seeing something that would traumatize me, like, that I wasn't ready to see. But as Selena explained when I was at my appointment with her is she was like you really do only see things that you are ready for and yeah. that are gonna help you in this life yeah and she's like and if there's ever and when you're with her she'll say like if there's ever anything where it genuinely she's like i've never had this happen and yeah. she's been doing it for years and years yeah but she's like if there's ever a time where you do see you are in a place and you don't feel comfortable or you don't feel like you want to experience this just ask it to stop. Yeah. And it will. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like that is a lot safer. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It makes you feel more comfortable as well. Yeah. And she also knows what questions to ask Mm -hmm. to prompt certain memories out of you. Yeah. And then afterward, you have a chance to talk to her about it and kind of, like, address any issues that you had with it. Yeah. And she also, not to take away from, like, your explanation of how it goes. Yeah. But at the end, she also will say to you, like, Now you're going to leave any emotions that you had in that Mm -hmm. life behind. And then she'll, like, take you out of the meditative state slowly.
0: Yeah. So I just think, like, that's a lot nicer as well. Rather than trying to do that all on your own. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're able to kind of, like, leave that behind instead of bringing, like, the trauma or emotions with you. Yeah. So when I went into my past life, I was... She, like, asked what my name was and everything. What year it was. The location my age so and it's crazy when I explain this to people because they're like oh well you could have just made this up but there's no way my mind could make up things that quickly Mm -hmm. she said what's your name I say Janet she asked what year I say 1988 she asked where I am I'm on a golf course with my husband I'm 33 years old how I feel everything around you it's I think I was from, I think I wrote this down, but oh yeah, I was from New Orleans have never been to New Orleans, have no attachment to it. Oh, my hands are so cold and cloudy. Yeah. Like, ah. Because she'll be like, where where are you? And I'll say New Orleans so quickly that yes. my mind, there's no way my mind could And why make, would you pick that? Why would I pick that? There's yeah. no way my mind can make that up. So that was my first memory. I was just on a golf course. I won't go through every memory, but I'll just talk about like kind of the most important things. Because the
1: sessions are like an hour long as well. Yeah. So there's a lot that you go through. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at what I wrote down and... I have 12 different memories. Oh my goodness. And then also you go through like a debrief at the end on like you're still in your meditative state and she's like asking questions like about your per- the person in your past life, mm-hmm. so Janet who I was in one of my past lives. She would be like why did Janet do this or why did she do that and then you answer like accordingly. So, I had a pretty like fine life like pretty normal i had like a husband that didn't really love me that much <laughs> or like didn't really care about me the first memory was when i was 33 and then she takes me back through time in, general, um, life. in janet's life so then i started when i was my first memory was when i was like oh i was nine years old i wrote down i was nine and then my next memory i was 16 and then 20 and then 25 and then i think this is like a, an important one to note. When I was 30, I took a, I was still with my husband that I didn't really love and didn't really love me and it was just like not the best marriage. It
1: was more for like security, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: It was for security. So I took a pregnancy test and it was positive and I was feeling so excited but scared to tell my husband because he doesn't want kids. But I was so lonely, like I wanted a baby. Mm -hmm. And you feel all of this when you're actually doing it. So I ended up not carrying the baby to turn... Like, I ended up having a miscarriage mm-hmm. pretty soon after I found out I was pregnant. And the emotion that you feel is... Uh, it's like... It's indescribable. It's like you're actually feeling... I couldn't stop crying. I had tears stream... Usually when I cry, like, my eyes water, like, a little bit, but Mm -hmm. then it, like, kind of goes away and I get a little bit choked up. I couldn't stop crying. I had tears streaming down my face. Selena was like, oh, I forget to tell people not to wear, like, eye makeup because I just had, like, mascara running down my face. And she, like, handed me a Kleenex. It was honestly devastating how I felt in that moment and like even talking about it right now like makes me feel like a little bit emotional like yeah seeing or feeling I went through the that
1: feeling of losing a child like yeah. and it's really yeah it's just crazy like there's no way to describe it enough yeah that the things that you go through when you're in your past life regression you truly truly feel yeah. how that feels and there's no way that you would know how that feels in this life. No, you've it's... never experienced that in this no. life. So exactly. you wouldn't know, but like going through that, it's it's absolutely indescribable how strong the feeling is.
0: It's honestly crazy. Like, yeah, because i don't I don't know what it's like to have a miscarriage. Like yeah. I don't know the pain that people go through, but you feel that. Also, throughout your entire regression, she will, if you're in the room with someone, say I was in the room with my husband at the time, she would say, do you recognize this person from Lauren's life? Because oftentimes, you know, people say like, oh, I feel like I've known you forever. Like, That's oftentimes because you have known them in past lives. You can, a lot of the time, if you're like pretty, if you're like a little more woke, I guess, you can typically tell if you have had a life with someone just, yeah, just by your like, I don't know your chemistry dynamic, anything like that.
1: I'm so cold and chills when we're talking about this right now.
0: But when she told me to look at my, the soul of my, the baby that I miscarried, I did recognize who it was. Um, It's someone in my life that I am very close with. And there was actually a couple that I looked at and I recognized them. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I don't know if I believe those 100%, but I believe everything else that I saw, mm-hmm. but the soul that I did see, I'm I'm pretty confident in that one out of all of them because of the connection I have with this person in my life. Mm-hmm. I do believe that they were maybe my my baby, jo- my baby that <laughs> I never had in my past life. Aww. And then my next memory was when I was 32. And then my next memory was when I was 36 and I'm holding a baby girl. I ended up getting remarried to someone that I actually love and have had two girls. And my eyes are like, yeah. (laughs) And then when I was like 42, my husband got in an accident. He was a firefighter. I also know. I don't remember that. Yeah. He was a firefighter, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. After so, the accident? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because he was, like, in a house, and it was, like, on fire. So, I was 42, and then Selena said, okay, go to Janet's next memory. And I was 48, and I said I couldn't see anything. And it was because I had passed away. Like, my life. She like, passed, yeah. Yeah. So... So she said, so then Selena said, okay, go to the last day of Janet's life. And I, it was no longer me being Janet. It was me looking at Janet in a hospital bed. And I slash Janet was so pale, aged, lost a lot of weight. And I had died from liver cancer. The details are so specific that you get out of these. Like, I don't know how I, I yeah, I died from Liver cancer because I was too busy taking care of everyone else because my husband was paralyzed. We had two, like, younger girls. I wasn't able to take care of myself and I let myself go in that way, like, my health. So, I passed away before I was 48, I think. And that was my past life regression. Then, after you go through, like, your whole regression...
1: I just have to interrupt for a second. I'm so shook. Okay, so... We've never talked about that part of it before. Yeah. We've told each other our past life regression stories, but I I don't remember the firefighter part, but, like, I'm literally shaking right now. When I did my past life regression, mm-hmm. I was the person, mm-hmm. like, the person I was in my past life for the whole part. But when you're saying, go back to the day that they passed, mm-hmm. and then you're like, I wasn't Jen anymore. I was looking, I was above, and I was yeah. looking at her. I had the exact same experience. No,
0: we did talk about this. I remember you telling me that. And I was like, you don't feel like that person anymore. You're looking at them instead. It's the exact same
1: experience. Yeah.
0: It's fucking weird. Like, I was above and I was watching myself. And you can, like, see them, like, yeah, just, like, dying or whatever. It's really... insane. So then, yeah, after you go through, like, the regression, she... Selena will prompt you with a few more questions Like, she asked, like, what did people say after Janet died? She asked what my second husband's name was. She asked what my last name, my married last name was. So I actually was able to get all that information Mm -hmm. out of it. And then just, like, just positive. She said, like, what were some positive things that you got out of this? What were some challenges? She asked why I saw that specific life and just, like, the trials and tribulations of life. At that time in my life when I saw this past life regression, I was caring more about everyone else rather than myself. So I think that was a good lesson to learn. Just like finding love and happiness within and at the early part of my past life regression, Janet's life, she was pretty alone and she was seeking out happiness from other things. Mm -hmm. Selena will ask what you learned. She'll ask what like Lauren's life purpose is any skills that I need to work on, anything about your physical body, diet, and yeah. And then like Kayla said earlier, once you're out, before you get out of the trance, Selena says, okay, so we're going to leave everything in the past life. We're now going into Lauren's life, leave any upset feelings, trauma, anything like that in the past life, and we're going to move forward. So I was able to you do leave feeling a little bit weird because that is a very vulnerable position that you're in. Yeah. But you do... So you do leave feeling weird, but I was able to leave and go on with my day, my life, I guess. And it's
1: draining as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a big emotional experience yeah, to do is. that. Um. And she does also give you the chance to... She'll say, like, is there anyone that you want to apologize to from that life? Like, anybody that you did wrong. Yeah. And it gives you the chance to kind of pull them up and address them. Yeah. Or anybody that you had any questions for or just wanted to, like, address, basically, in that life. So when I did mine, I did have... I didn't think that I had to apologize to this person. So for mine, this was somebody in my past life who... I recognized from Kayla's life, from my life today, and I didn't feel like they expected me to apologize in that life. I felt like they understood what happened, but I chose to apologize to them anyway, just in case. And it's just kind of cool because, like, you literally can address them directly mm-hmm. in your meditative state. Yeah. And you can, like, say your apologies and then they'll speak back to you as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very, like for a lot of people, that's a very healing experience if you hold any of that kind of thing into your life now. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of things that are a part of our lives right now, like our current lives, that are past traumas from our past lives and it's not there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily our fault the way we are there's some things that are unexplainable why we are the way we are and i often draw it back to oh in their past life they were probably this or they were probably that or also i like i know that when people have certain like my mom has like this big draw to russia so for no reason we have no connection to russia she just wants to go to russia so badly for no reason. So we often just, like, draw that back to it must... That's not the life that she saw when she went and got her past life regression, but that is... Things like that are often, because of past life, you have, like, a, a need to go to, like, certain places because yeah. of that.
1: Or fears as well can be a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will share... I actually forgot about this one until now. I will share when... Okay, so when I went to Selena... Yeah. I... Went to her for a past life regression. I, I, I'm not going to share the main regression that I did that day. Just because this is like kind of interesting as well. I was talking mm-hmm. to Lauren about this before we started recording. But for me, I like now am a pretty private person. And it's kind of interesting because when I've done past life regressions, I can feel that more and more. So when I did the one that I did when I was like 16, in that one I was a girl, and she was private as well, but not to the same extent. When I went to Selena and I did that past life regression, it was really interesting because when I was trying to get started, I was like, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Like the regression isn't working because I kept getting like a blockage. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt like I wasn't being allowed to see anything. And after, and then it did end up working, I slowly was able to do the regression and answer most of the questions. But I did feel like throughout the whole regression, the person that I was in that life was almost holding me back from knowing certain things. Like, for example, Selena asked numerous times throughout the regression, and your father calls to you, what's your name? And I can see in that life, my father looking at me and, and calling my name, I can see his mouth moving, but it's silent. So, there were a lot of situations like that when I did my past life regression where I felt like the person I was in that life was holding me back from knowing certain information. And the person I was in that life was extremely, extremely private. I can't even explain. They basically did life on their own. Mm-hmm. They did not open up to anyone Like, they opened up to one person in their entire life. So, they were an extremely private person. In that life, they were very, very private. So, that's the main reason that I'm not gonna get into it. Because it almost feels like, even though that person was me, they almost... It felt like they almost didn't let me see that life. They almost didn't let me in the way that they did. So, it's not... I feel like it's almost not my story to tell. Which is Mm -hmm. kind of a weird... Like, trippy thing to go over, but I will say, before I started my, that main part of my regression with Selena, I was just sitting there talking to her, and a lot of the time when I'm speaking, so even, like, now, because I'm speaking about something personal, Mm -hmm. and this has gotten better since I talked to Selena about it a little bit, But I said to her so many times when I'm speaking about something personal or something that matters to me, my throat starts to hurt so bad. Like, it feels like my throat is closing up and it feels like I'm not going to be able to talk about it. And she was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. She was like, a lot of the time when that happens, if people have a lot of issues with voicing their opinion, a lot of the time that's because they were seriously condemned for voicing their opinion in a past life. So whether that be, like, you were majorly shut out or you could have been, like, killed for voicing Mm -hmm. your opinion. So this was kind of, like, a mini past-life regression because Selena is... She does past-life regressions. She's also very clairvoyant. So she'll see things physically. And as I was talking to her about this, she was like, I just have to share with you. She's like, I'm very strongly seeing a man. Oh, I wish I would have written this down, but it was a man and it was in, I think, like... Some kind of Victorian era, and she said he has like shoulder length blonde hair. It was a man. She's like, I'm seeing a white cloth around his neck, and it was either somebody came behind him with a white cloth and strangled him, or he was hung by the neck with a white Mm -hmm. cloth, and that was for voicing his opinion. She said it was on something political or religious. She said, I think it was something against the church. And he was hung from the neck for voicing, being very vocal about that opinion. So that was super interesting to me. She was just able to see that as I was talking to her about it. Yeah. So that's like kind of a great instance of how you, I am a very vocal person. I'm a very opinionated person. Mm -hmm. But I so I could see how that could be the case in a past life that I was extremely vocal about something, especially if I felt like there was some sort of wrongdoing However, like, the fact that I was killed for that in a past life can completely affect how you are today with voicing your opinions. You might be, like, very careful about it. Yeah. Or you could physically feel, like, I do, like, a physical sensation of, like, something around your neck. Like, you shouldn't be voicing that opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, every time you tell me that story, I'm always, like, so shook. And, like, I get, like, goosebumps thinking about it that's so crazy to me oh my god I just like think everything about past life regressions is like so fascinating to me and I I do want to like get more into it and like do another one eventually but I think like with that kind of thing I don't think you're you should go like
1: constantly constantly
0: because it's a lot of emotional
1: it's hard it's a big thing to go through
0: it is and then also to like you're meant to see a certain life that in certain moments, so, like, if I go, like, back-to-back, like, I'm not gonna see (laughs) different lives every time.
1: Yeah, a big thing, too, so the one you were saying about the boy who remembers being Lou Gehrig. Yeah. So, a lot of kids... Like, okay, so there's so many stories about kids saying things that are creepy. Yeah. Like, kids always say weird shit. Yeah. But I really, really feel, like, even the story about to my Oma saying... Yeah. When I was a kid, just saying, like, oh, like when did you die and like when were you born again Mm -hmm. after you died kids just I feel like kids just know things they do kids just are way more connected and that's actually there's so many so many cases I'm sure people have heard a lot of the common ones the Lou Gehrig one I've heard Mm -hmm. about the baseball player another really famous one is the one about a boy named James in Louisiana and he was the one who claimed he was a World War II fighter pilot right do you remember that one?
0: Uh Yeah, I do. So
1: this is one that I thought was really interesting, and it's pretty well known. Like, if you're one of those people like me who watches, like, videos of children who remember their past lives, this is one of the most famous ones. But James was basically a son of, again, the Christian couple, and he was in Louisiana. And he was, when he was little, he loved, like, toy planes and everything, and he was always into that. And then when he was, like, two years old, he started getting really bad nightmares. And this is like a pretty common theme Mm -hmm. of kids being really interested in something and then they start getting nightmares of memories of their past lives of kids who have had this. So when he was two he started having really bad nightmares about um, a plane crash and then he kept talking about it, kept talking about the plane crash, he said he was a pilot and that he had flown off of a boat and his dad started asking him about it and his dad asked him the name of it and he said Natoma. And he said that he had been shot down by the Japanese and he had been killed at Iwo Jima and that he had a friend on the boat named Jack Larson. So his parents start looking into it and they found that there was an aircraft carrier called the USS Natoma Bay that was stationed in the Pacific during World War II and it was involved in Iwo Jima. So this is a two-year-old that was saying this. Yeah. And so, when they're looking into it, they found that uh, one pilot was lost there, and it was a young man named James Huston. So, James Huston's plane crashed exactly the way that James Leninger had described. So, keep in mind, too, they both named James. So, James Leninger, which is a two-year-old, had described the exact way that James Huston's plane had crashed, which is that it was hit in the engine and exploded into a fire and then crashed into the water and sunk. That's just so many things to describe as a two-year-old mm-hmm. without knowing. And, like, there's no way that the, the kid would have known that. So, he was two when he was making those claims. And they do say that... This is another crazy part, too, is that a lot of kids do start making these claims at, like, two or mm-hmm. three or four. And they say that between the age of five and seven, all of those memories are lost. So, like, yeah. if you talk to this kid, James what's his name, Lellinger or yeah. something, he wouldn't remember that today. No. Like, he he would remember talking about it, probably.
0: But he wouldn't have the vivid memories. He wouldn't have yeah. the
1: memories anymore. So if you think about it in that way, you're like, oh, well, I don't remember my past lives. You might have at one point, like, if yeah. anybody asks you the right questions. Yeah. Or if, because kids make stuff up all the time. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time kids could be talking about a past life, and mm-hmm. you would just, like, accredit that to them having a good imagination. Yeah. So also something I read as well. It was saying how a lot of scientists think that consciousness could be considered like a separate entity from physical reality. Mm-hmm. So basically like when your physical body dies, it's po- it is possible that consciousness carries on.
0: Oh. That's yeah. crazy, yeah. So it
1: is, cra- it is like, scientifically mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, and, it, and yeah, it is possible that, like, all of these cases, because there is a lot of them, of children who remember their past life, it just, like, really contributes to the body of evidence that consciousness does survive death Yeah. sometimes. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. That's wild.
0: That's really wild. Yeah. And then I guess we can get into another realm of spirituality, which is like clairvoyance, psychics, mediums, that kind of thing. So I've been to a psychic... I've been to three different ones over my lifetime. Uh, The first one I had mentioned earlier, I was 14, I went. I don't remember a lot of what she said, but I do remember being absolutely shook at how this (laughs) random woman knew all these things about me and knew all about my character, like, my personality traits, my, like, who I am as a person. Just, it's honestly, if you've ever been to a psychic, you know what I'm talking about. It's actually crazy. How I've never
1: been to a psychic.
0: I find that shocking. You need to go. Because
1: I don't want to know anything about my future. It freaks me out to go to a psychic. But they
0: don't t- ever tell you anything that, like, you don't, like, that's gonna be bad. So I'll go over like yeah, a few it, they told you. things. So yeah, when I was fourteen, I went. She taught me basically what manifestation was, but she never called it manifestation. She just said after twenty-one, like for twenty-one days, meditate and That's what imagine. Yeah, I guess, like, like, 21 days is, like, make or break a habit. I don't know why it was 21 days, but... That makes sense. I probably didn't do it for the whole 21 days. I don't remember. This was, like, 10 years ago. You're (laughs) like, eh. It's all dry. I don't remember, honestly. And then when I was about 18 or 19, my mom had a... Moms used to have like Tupperware parties and like those. Yeah. But my mom decided to have a psychic reading party, so she had. We should do this. This would be fun. That would be
1: fun. So she had a
0: couple of her gal pals over, and then myself included. And I, I had never met this woman before. Again, was very shook by how much she knew about me, and had never met her before. But one thing that I do remember her telling me about was at the time, yeah, I was about 18 or 19. I was, I just started talking to this guy. He, I met him through mutual friends and we hadn't gone on a date yet, but we had just started talking and we met through mutual friends. She pulled a card. That's another part of spirituality would be like tarot card readings. She pulled a card and it was like, A Knight he had like a sword or something. I can't honestly can't remember what the card looked like and Basically, she was telling me that there's a guy in my life That I met through mutual friends. I didn't tell her this that I met through mutual friends that I need to look out for In a bad way. He's going to not be good and I need to pay attention to that I need to like watch and then she's like I see something about the movies I see, did you guys meet at the movies with mutual friends? I see something about you being at the movie theater. And probably, like, a couple days later, maybe a week later, I didn't even think anything of it, but he's like, oh, like, let's go to the movies, Mm -hmm. like, as our first date. So that's what the psychic had seen. I think we only ended up going on maybe one date, and I later did find out, like, something, like, he's just not, not the best. It's fine. So some things did happen so, that you, yeah. you might have had
1: to look out for?
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, some things did happen. Some, um, like, just more sus things kind of happened, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, like, good thing that we're, you know, we only, like, kind of did the one date and talked for a little bit. Yeah. So she kind of forewarned me about that and that was like the one big takeaway and then again when I was it was on my 20th birthday so it was a couple of years ago I went to a another psychic and another one of the big takeaways this was like spooky this was like what I always believed in psychics and stuff but this is what really made me like very like sure that this shit was true so I was single at the time and she told me within so my birthday's in February she told me within like the next month that I would meet I would connect with two guys so I'd meet two guys I'd be going on dates with two guys which never really happens to me like I'm never like I'm not that kind of person who's like dating more than one person so she said that there will be these two guys and the one that I choose will be one that I've met before. I met him years prior, we just lost touch, but he's gonna come back into my life and resurface and he's gonna be one of the two guys and he's gonna be the one that I choose. And she basically laid out all the characteristics of the one that I ended up choosing. Mm-hmm. She laid out all the characteristics, what he's gonna be like, All these things about how he's going to, like, interrupt my usual dating pattern. He's gonna, I'm gonna learn a lot from that relationship, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, it all came true. A month later, I was dating two guys. Not, like, seriously or anything. (laughs) I'm not a piece of shit. But just going on dates with two separate guys. Yeah. And, yeah, the one I ended up choosing, I actually did previously know through, like, mutual friends. And we had met a few years prior and then we just happened to reconnect and like be in each other's lives again and we it was a pretty short-lived we didn't date for very long but it was crazy like all the things the characteristics that she said about him were spot on everything that happened was so exact I definitely do want to go back to this lady again because she was really really amazing and she also mapped out pretty much like the next four like from that point so that was like three years ago She mapped out four to five years of my life, and so far, it's pretty much been spot on. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess I haven't really... I don't think I've really talked to anyone about that specifically, so I was looking back at one of my old journals before we started recording this episode because I wanted to just remember what she said, and yeah, like, a lot of the stuff that she said, like, that would happen the next four to five years, like, has come true or, like, has been pretty, like realistic to my reality. I'm currently in the year of what she said is the option to go somewhere else to live inside a structure. So an internship, a job, or a school. So I do have the option to go to grad school. That's not here. So I think that's what it is. And to get to know myself really well. So I think that that's what 2020 is. It's gonna be like a year of uh, really getting to know myself. And then she also told me about because I am a super sensitive person emotionally and this is something that I never really like clued into because I'm, I have a pretty like low pain tolerance and stuff and she said that's because I'm not only sensitive emotionally but my body is super sensitive. So what feels like maybe not as bad to someone else who's like not as sensitive, to me who's someone who's really sensitive, it's gonna like, the pain's gonna be like a lot more personally just because I have like a lower like threshold and... I'm just like overall sensitive, and then she was able to kind of tell me way how to like work with my energy and like things that would be good for me. I remember she told me like to I have like I'm a Pisces, but that's besides the point. But that's like a pretty like intuitive um, zodiac sign. Yeah. So like yeah, sensitive, intuitive. Those are like some of their like common traits. So, I am a pretty, like, intuitive person and I know, like, that I have, like, the ability to, like, tap into that more. So, that's something that I do want to work on. But I do remember her telling me not to eat dairy because dairy slows down your intuition. It does? she told me, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I forgot about that until I was reading what I had written down after our session. I had forgotten about that until now. So, your girl... We'll be eating less dairy. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, I try to anyways, but... Because I really want to work on, like, my intuition and, like, tapping more into that. For sure.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm just remembering now as we're talking about this, this other thing that maybe we should touch on quickly. Because I think you might know a little bit more about it than I do. Mm. Which is when I went to go see Selena, another thing she said to me as well is... And I don't know... 100% 100% believe in Selena, 100%. Yeah. But like as far as what I can believe and understand, I don't know if I believe this. Because she said to me, she said you've lived many lives and she said you've definitely lived lives not on this planet. Right. Which is called a star seed. Yeah. And when I was telling Lauren about that after my session with Selena, I think you were saying that you had heard of that before, right? hmm Do you believe in that?
0: Yes. I've never really been one who, like, believes necessarily in, like, aliens, that kind of thing. I definitely believe in aliens. Well, like, growing up, I don't know if I did, and then over time, as, like, I became more spiritual and stuff, I do believe in, like, yeah, aliens, and I the I know very little about starseeds, pleiadians, aliens, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot to unpack there, mm-hmm. um, and I do am not educated enough to like talk about it but I will link the podcast I mentioned it earlier it's the Balanced Blonde podcast Soul on Fire with Jordan Younger She talks a lot to people who channel, like, the Pleiadians, Starseed, like, all that kind of stuff. And she, like, also channels them herself, like, within her writing. But she talks about it a lot on her podcast. And she has a lot of really good guests on her podcast. Like, different clairvoyants, mediums, psychics, people who are able to channel those kinds of things. So I think that would be a better reference point for people if they were interested in learning more about that. To just, like, listen to some of her podcast episodes because she does talk about that quite a bit wow and it's really interesting
1: yeah all this stuff like all the the past lives star seeds mediums like there's so much there's just so much that goes into that that whole field yeah that you don't even think about like star seeds like possibly having lived
0: mm-hmm. outside
1: of this earth yeah is not something that ever crossed my mind yeah Like, it's just crazy. There's so much that you can do research on. It's also interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there is. That's something that, now that reminds me, that is something that I've wanted to do more research on. Which I will. So I think that wraps up everything that we wanted to talk about today. I feel like there's so many other aspects that we could still touch on. And we, possibly
1: we will in the next episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, like we didn't even like touch on like chakras or crystals or any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Or we went to a class with Selena and we did a lot of like crystal work and energy yeah. work and that kind of thing. So I think there's a lot more that we could talk about, but we just kind of touched on like psychics and um, past, lives. past lives and like our spiritual journey a little bit. So I think we'll definitely do like a part two, maybe in the next season or something we can uh, do a part two. And yeah, I think that wraps up everything we wanted to talk about. So thank you for listening to another episode of the two woke girls podcast. We release new podcasts every Monday at 8am And you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.